It's Monday, your time now is just after 10 o'clock Thank you for joining us for another episode of Talking Tech with a Techie Guy My name is Liron Segev um, I am your host, but I'm not alone As always, I've got Claire, who's here to help us Claire from Brainstorm Hello, good morning Good morning, Claire um, We've got Duncan pushing all the right buttons Making everybody sound awesome Duncan loves to push buttons Well, so, so I've been told <laughs> His wife says the same thing <laughs> And we're ready to kick off our show We've got a really, really awesome lineup once again you know, The good thing is that tech doesn't sleep There's always something cool happening um, or in this particular case, something very uncool has happened in South Africa with the State of the Nation address. So we're discussing the cell phone jamming that's happened. Tut, tut, tut. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. But we've also got um, something called cognitive computing. So it sounds like a big fancy term, um, but effectively that's coming up um, just after our first song break. And we're talking to Martin from IBM. And we've got a chef, Chef Tom from the Griffin, who's coming in to chat as well about cognitive computing in the kitchen. So what's it all about? Well, having to hang in there a little bit longer whilst we get going. Um, so Claire, I don't know if you saw the State of the Nation address. Let's start with that. Um, I heard about a few things. Okay, the circus. Okay. So, I mean, we're not going to discuss the political side of no. people walking out, people it's walking not. in. Okay, that, that's a bit odd. I mean, this is a tech we'll show. We'll leave that for the Sunday time, shall we? Yeah, shall we? Yeah. Okay, so let's discuss something that's kind of more technically irritating. Yes. Should we call it that? Yes. Um, journalists who arrived on scene on Parliament were snapping pictures, were tweeting, everything was hunky-dory. Which is part of your job. No, no, and that was going so well. Mm-hmm. And then people like us, you know, who weren't kind of plebs, who weren't, didn't make the, the guest list, mm-hmm. were watching it live on Twitter as it unfolds. Yes. As one does. Yes. And then it went all radio silence. It was all quiet, <laughs> static. So, <laughs> so we didn't, we, we weren't really sure what's going on until someone left the building and said, Hey, sorry, can't live tweet anymore because they're jamming the cell phone signals inside the building. Uh-huh. And that was a bit of a oh, yeah. <laughs> moment. Yeah. Um, considering that last year, if you think about it, at the State of the Nation address, the biggest hoo-ha that happened, everyone was so excited about, was that they gave everyone Wi-Fi. Yes. So we went from Wi-Fi connectivity. Hey guys, tweet away. Sorry, blog away, love, do please, this. Yep. Now, please share Give it as this much exposure wonderful as news that the country is doing so well mm. to chirp, chirp, nothing. Yep. How dare you, mm. you know, mm. um, which is a bit ridiculous. Totally. So what actually happened was that allegedly, because you obviously have to say allegedly, otherwise someone's going to sue someone. Um, but allegedly, the, the intelligence or the police services, uh, knock, knock, who are listening to this right now because we said all the right keywords. Um, <laughs> I've actually used cell phone jamming equipment in the building. Mm. Someone took a picture of, of what the equipment looked like, but apparently there was, it was there inside the building, was there on the roof. And the idea with this was to literally that scramble your cell phone signal. But so, why well, is that, the question? Okay. So the why is interesting. The how, okay. It's just the how part is, is simple. So a yes. lot of people, there was two kind of reactions to this. People came out saying, no, rubbish. Nobody can jam cell phone signals. It's our usual crap networks. So, yeah. you know, we got, you know, when you go to like a sporting arena, everyone's there. Done with MTM. That kind of thing. Um, but in fact, if once I looked into this, cell phone jamming is actually quite simple. Mm. Um, all that happens is when your cell phone tries, when you switch your cell phone on, it tries to connect to your nearest tower. Mm. 
And then it does that. And then mm-hmm. as you're driving or you're walking along, it then hands you over to the next tower. Right. Okay, that's why it's called cells. Each cell is, is um, you know, serviced by one tower. You get your, your information from tower to tower. Right. Okay. Simple. Right. You drop your calls if the tower is too busy, mm-hmm. or you drop your calls if it, the handover isn't done correctly. Right. That's how the normal normally works. Right. So for cell phone jamming, all they do is that effectively there's a device. It could be handheld or mounted, mm-hmm. and then all that happens is it throws out interference on the same frequency as the towers. Right. So between your cell phone and between the tower, you can no longer get that communication. So think of it of um, – Two people in a room on the opposite side of the room talking to each other. Everything's hunky-dory. Throw a screaming child in between. Yeah. All of a sudden, you can't hear each other. Yep. So you start talking louder yep. and louder until the child screams louder and louder. Uh, you just stop talking because you just can't communicate anymore. Yep. Yep. That's what the cell phone jammer does. Effectively screams louder than the tower mm-hmm. or at the same frequency as the tower and blocks your signal. Okay. Okay. So it's not scientific science fiction stuff. It is scientific. Scientific stuff. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it is absolutely possible. In fact, you can go online. You can buy yourself a handheld jammer if you want to. Um, it is illegal, just to be clear. Okay. Hence the big issue here, because in South Africa, according to ICASA, yes. which is a kind of our communications allegedly <coughs> um, yes. board that looks after that we make sure we have good bandwidth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but uh, they have deemed all these devices as illegal. Right. So if it's illegal for us mere plebs, t- citizens of this country, why was why? it all of a sudden illegal mm. for the government to do it at a state of the nation address, which is broadcast? Mm. This mm. doesn't make any sense. Do you generally. think somebody's going to throw their hands up and kind of go, well, take oh, it wasn't us. No, 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 oh, it wasn't us. wasn't <laughs> us. wasn't us. It wasn't us. It was some poor little okay. security person's going to take the fall for it. So already we've had um, a word from the minister's office, the presidential office, who said, we didn't know about this. Is that Matt Maharaj? Or <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, don't, yeah. saying no? I don't, I don't know. It, 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 there was just the thing that Angas. came out. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. It wasn't me. It was my stunt double. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. How but, did that get here? <laughs> so but the funny thing is, or the scary thing is that they noticed, everybody noticed that the signal was being jammed yes. because the ministers themselves, who were trying to play Candy Crush, obviously, on their phones, yes. um, couldn't log into their <laughs> Facebook account to get to the next level. Right. And they were screaming foul, and they were screaming, bring back the signal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> So you had the one side, you got the EFF walking out or getting punched out, and mm-hmm. then you got the, the other side, the DA walking out, and the ministers in between saying, I can't log on to Facebook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This whole thing is a bit I weird. I can't update my status. Yeah, status, hashtag, board. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it's very, it's, the whole thing is bizarre. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, three things from a techie point of view did come out of that speech. Right. But if you had to look deep down and ignore all the clapping every two seconds for, uh, you know, after every sentence and every full stop. Yeah. Okay. So the three things that I just want to focus on is that the government says it is going to give ESCOM 23 billion rands in the next fiscal year. Right. Okay. Um, I'm not sure whether 22 of that For billion… For holidays or… It's going towards bonuses and okay. new cars. So that's probably pro- pro- probably it. Okay. Um, but 23 billion is coming to… X, to, to that's a, with a B, by the way, rand. Oh. Okay. It's coming. Um, just by the way, a quick note… For next week's show, we've actually got someone coming to talk about load shedding and what you can do and what equipment you need <laughs> to buy um, in case 
for some reason the 23 billion doesn't make it to us <laughs> <laughs> okay and somebody uses it to go overseas with right. it right. okay so that's just a throw forward for next week tune in if you've got any load shedding questions <laughs> that's that we, we, we're going to need that so that's coming in next week um the second thing that came out was the smart ID. So I don't know if you're aware, but we can get smart IDs in this country now. Yep, yep. A little card that's got all your information on it. But that's the, um, you can apply for it at the home affairs. Right. The biggest problem is that going to the home affairs, anyone who knows who's been for a passport or an ID is going to be there is for a, a okay. it's, it's four or five hours out of your day just gone. A day you're not getting back. Uh, uh, pr- pretty much. Okay. Um, just coincidentally, last time I was there, on the guy's terminal, it says username. It's got his username and it says password and he's got his password. Oh, no. Written, I mean, actually took a picture of it. Oh, that. no. <laughs> so security, ooh, information oh, is safe. Okay. Oh, shame. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> so smart IDs are here. Yep. But what was cool is that they actually did some partnership with some banks. They didn't go into the details that you might be able to apply for your smart ID at a bank rather than Department of Home Affairs. Ooh. Okay. So. So pick your poison, really. Well, I'd rather go to my local bank because there's lots of branches mm. than go spend five hours at the Home Affairs. Mm. Okay. So I don't think any of them are good, but it's better. But we know the banks won't know what they're talking about. Anyway. No, 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 no. No, okay. Yeah. How many copies of my ID could you possibly still need at <laughs> this damn bank? <laughs> okay. You're not FICA registered. Ah, I've been with you for 400 years. <laughs> go away. How old are you? Um, so. All right, so that's that smart IDs allegedly with a bank at a point in time in the future. Awesome. Okay. Um, and then the last thing is, which is a complete shocker, nobody saw this coming. The government is looking to a company to provide broadband, and they picked Telcom. <gasps> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You weren't expecting me to say that. Yeah, big, big screen. Wow. Mm, wow. Okay, so allegedly Telcom will be the agency, as they call them. Okay. God, not should sure Telcom, they be using those kind of words? Well, I'm not sure Telcom, a listed company, wants to be known as the government's agency. agency. Okay. Oh, yeah. But they're going to be providing broadband. By 2030, we will have a download speed of 100 megabits per second. Clap, 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 clap. Boop, boop, boop. Okay. Um, I suppose that's if we've got Eskom to give us power, power. to have uh, – anyway. Totally. Um, so, yeah. So those three <laughs> things Eskom that come But Eskom will have out. the $23 They'll have 23 billion and they'll have connectivity. <laughs> the rest of us, however, <laughs> uh, not so, not so sure it's in play. Um, so they jammed our cell phones. Right. That didn't stop information. I equate it to the whole eToll scenario. Okay. It looks pretty. It's purple. It works. But why do it? For mm, God's sake. I mean, totally. we just find ways around it. And that's exactly what they did. The people literally stood two steps outside, made, send their tweets and, by the way, just dear government security officers, mm. the way cell phone works these days is you can store things in offline mode. <laughs> you can run all your tweets. <laughs> They're all going to draft if you can't get connectivity. And you go outside and you go send hey. all. And <laughs> off they get updated. Um, the same with videos. You shoot them on your phone. You save them. And when you go outside, you simply upload them. So what exactly have they achieved? worked, to be uh, honest. <laughs> You know, yeah. it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's just one of those, one of those. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. they got all the wrong intentions for trying to block well, our signal. It. It, it just is, they're not going to stop it. Let's no. be honest. It's just ridiculous. No. But, okay. Be that as it may, what they did prevent was having live tweets of the yeah. punch ups. Yeah. Although 15 seconds later, we did see them all anyways. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. really, what was the point? 15 well, seconds. 15 seconds. That's all you need. <laughs> so she tells me. So, um, <laughs> on, on, on that note, um, 
we have um, our chef um, coming up soon. We got um, Tom from our, um, we got uh, Tom coming up just now to discuss cognitive computing. We've got um, IBM in here, and we are talking about cognitive computing and supercomputing, and should that be used, brought into our kitchens exactly. and into our lives? How Does scary. it actually work? Um, you can obviously get a hold of us on the telephone number oh eight six one. Triple five one eight nine. If you want to um, contribute, alternative on, on Twitter at clipcentral.com is the is the twi- is the tweet account, the, the Twitter account. Claire, what's your Twitter account? It's Claire Petra, C L A R E P E T R A. That's me. Okay, and then or myself is at L I R O N underscore S E G E V. So do join us. Um, we already had comments about how ridiculous cell phone jamming, jamming is. is. Uh, most of them are not. Readable on air. Um, beep, 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 beep. I suppose it is Cliff Central. Everyone said, uh, screw this. You just can't say the C word on Cliff Central. What, Cliff Central? Because mm. you can. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying uh, that. All right, so I'm going to go through them through the break and then we'll talk after this song. Cliffcentral.com. Okay, that was Shaggy and I Need Your Love. Yeah. Am I wrong? <laughs> it's fine. I need your love. <laughs> uh, all right, so you're back. Um, in the studio, we've got uh, Martin from RBM and we've got uh, Chef Tom from The Griffin, yep. right? And we're discussing cognitive computing. So just to kind of set the scene and kind of get everyone on the same, uh, on the same page. Um, so let's, let's look at a scenario. You've got multiple people coming for dinner. You've got one that's vegan, one halal, one kosher. The fourth one is banting. Now, all these different combinations. So what do you do? I mean, how do you cater for everyone? Uh, you have a nervous breakdown. Okay. A <laughs> or B. <laughs> you go to your default recipes that you know, three of them. Yeah. You make it a buffet kind of meal and everybody picks their own damn food and then they're off, they're off your head. Um, but, I mean, life's getting very, very complicated. Everyone's got their own very. kind of nuances. Um, there's got to be a better way. And clearly IBM thinks that there is a better way and by introducing cognitive computing. So, Martin, let's start off with you. What is cognitive computing in the bigger sense of things? In the bigger sense, in the huge sense of things, I think the best way to explain this is you, in the, if you think of a computer today, you guys are sitting out there, you're using your typical PC and you're saying, uh, Computer, do something for me. You type in some words and out comes the program and you say print and it prints away. What we're talking about with computer, uh, cognitive computing is, is the next phase where you're saying, guys, we've done the, the, telling the computer what to do and it does it. We're now looking at the phase where we're saying, guys, the computer must learn. It must think. It must analyze data and see what it's, what it's doing. So let me give a very quick example. We're running through, I, I sit with you, and the first thing I'm, we make a decision here, you, you ask me what is a recipe. So the first thing I do is I say, um, let me observe and let me integrate all that information in the history of who I am, understand what that information is. The next thing I need to do is I need to evaluate that based on who I am. So I look at the recipe and I say, let me join bits and pieces together and put together and decide on a recipe. So we've talked about interpreting what the mm-hmm. recipe, uh, the information was, evaluate and deciding. And this is what the computer does. It does exactly that. But more importantly, it picks up when it's wrong and it says, I got it wrong. People didn't like what I did based on Twitter or Facebook feeds, whatever. And it says, let me quickly relearn again relearn. and do something else. Okay. So if we, so if we slow that down. So effectively, if I give you my scenario, and I suppose, 
um, we can talk to you. If I give you my scenario and I phone you up for the restaurant and I say, I'd like to make this reservation, but here's the problem. I've got these kind of nuances. I've got these people who don't eat that. I've got people who don't eat meat, people who are specific, you know, lactose intolerant, whatever it may be. And I throw that back at you. Okay. Typically, you know, you, what, what, how would you cater for that kind of scenario before we talk about cognitive? I think, I think um, the benefit, of course, is that it takes so much of the of, of the risk and so much of the thought process away from from the chef, for example, myself. If somebody were to contact me and say, "Look, this is my these are the dietary dietary requirements," right. I wouldn't have to then sit down and actually try and process that myself. I could enter that into information into Watson, and Watson would give me a completely hundred percent fail safe information feedback based whether it be a recipe, whether it be uh, some food ideas, a style. Um, and so, you know, I mean, from a chef's point of view, it really does take out a huge element of the thought process and actually allows us to be chefs, which means we can just go and cook. Just do your thing. Exactly. All right, so, so what is the process? If we can just kind of enter, you said you enter some ingredients, you enter some styles. How does it work? Take us through that. Um, I've, I've done one Watson um, food yeah. lunch pr- previously last year. Yeah. And what I did was I obviously, you know, I, I didn't have direct access to Watson himself, sadly. Okay. So, so, so if I look at it from a different perspective, what what you do is you go onto literally a web page and you just say, "Watson, I'd like a bit of Thai mixed a bit with a bit of Austrian mixed with a bit of um, American hamburger taste. Make it a bit zany." And Watson looks at all of this. It it has got thirty seven thousand recipes. You've already given it. It's understood those recipes. More importantly, it actually has understood the chemical compounds behind those recipes and psychologically understands how humans react to the different chemicals and how they enjoy those chemicals because we've given that as a database or almost as a set of information for it. And from that, it can actually turn around and pull these things together and pull a recipe for you. So, so will, you, will you find that it takes that it comes up with items that you never would have thought of or items that wouldn't have been kind of even remotely on your radar? I think that's been – that was the biggest surprise <laughs> for me. Okay. I was just left gobsmacked actually at, at some of the ideas. And I think as a chef, again, it really challenges the, uh, the thought processes of, okay, of, right. of being a chef. It, it, it really – you know, for me it was about thinking outside the box or not even thinking outside the box but accepting outside <laughs> the box. Um, it was – Combinations that I would never in my wildest dreams could have considered put putting together. And yet, I suppose half my challenge was to actually accept that, have confidence in the process, and, and see that it, that it works. And of course it works. And does it not challenge kind of everything that you've learned effectively? Yeah. Classically it does. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so everything you've done, exit stage left, um, you will do the following. You've got to just be quite sure. flexible. You can't, you know, this is not, um, no chef that's, uh, that's stuck in their traditional ways is going to accept uh, Watson's. Okay. So, so, so in the background, a previous life of mine when I was sort of starting out of school, I did a bit of baking for a couple of years. And one of the recipes I picked up was something like called Baltic apple pie. And believe it or not, this apple pie has pork tenderloin in it. And you're sitting with ginger and pork tenderloin joined together with a heavy cream, eggs and granulated sugar. And then funnily enough, it turns around and says it wants a specific type of salt from the Himalayan rock salt. As one does, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, um, But Okay. So, I mean, you've got to get your mind around all this because at the end of the day, you know, if you're used to doing things a certain way, um, I suppose you've you got to kind of rinse and repeat, make sure that you can turn out the same thing again and again because that's what people are, accept, are expecting. But if you then say, you know what, for the next while, I'm going to say forget it. I'm just going to trust my everything to this giant computer out there. The results could be quite awesome. 
Absolutely. And you want to have fun, have a dinner party, go out there, look at a website with uh, the Watson Cooking, which is was out there on IBM's website, and actually go and find out what's going on and, and make a dinner party of Watson ingredients with pork and apples together in a apple pie. Unless you're halal or kosher, in which case, we've got a problem. Agreed. So what I was going to ask is when you were approached for it, Tom, did you, what was it like, like were you like, okay, I'll do it, or uh, the, what is this thing going to teach me? You know, what was your initial sort of reaction I think initially it? I wasn't expecting anything um, okay. from what, <laughs> what really did happen. Um, I was, I was, I, I think the biggest challenge again for me was just to accept the recipes that I saw. Right. And just being open-minded about it. Of course, chefs, you know, chefs are chefs. We all have a certain way of thinking yeah. and, and, a, and a belief about what combinations work and what combinations don't work. Yeah. yeah. That really was the biggest challenge. So I had to put all of that aside. And I think the moment I accepted that was the moment that uh, I, I sort of took Watson on and really, really <laughs> did grasp, you know, exactly yeah. what it's about. And of course, it's a, it's a learning curve for us as well because it does, it does challenge the fundamentals of any chef out there that actually, you know, right. you know, it's not necessarily the, the, uh, as, as, as black and white as we think. Because chefs are supposed to know their shit, aren't they? They like know what goes together, what doesn't, that kind of stuff. So the fact that something else, some, com- some computers coming along and telling you what to do is they're not that element of, Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> they, they, they certainly <laughs> was. <laughs> you don't strike me as that kind of a chef, but I think, you know. Uh, quietly, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, look, yeah, uh, look, I mean, I, I think any chef out there or any decent chef out there does really have to back themselves in, com- in combining certain flavors and mm. ingredients. Mm. Um, but that's not to say that, you know, we're, we're people, and that's mm. the difference. Sure. We are, you know, we all have our own certain uh, some some chefs like to cook with excess or, or more salt than others. Some people yeah. like yeah. slightly lighter food. So yeah. it really is personal preference. And I think that's where Watson also comes in is that Watson is, is not affected by your own background, your personalities. I mean, he's affected by everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. And that really does make it, you know, uh, a far more, a far, I think, just a, an accurate, more accurate yeah. evaluation of exactly what is needed. So, I mean, we're kind of effectively taking kind of almost crowdsourcing to another to another level specifically. So you said you mentioned earlier that once a recipe is out there, it looks at Facebook, it looks at Twitter, it, it gets the social feeds, and say, did people like it or not? Does it then take that information and then do something with it? Absolutely. Well, this this is the whole point. It takes that information and it it rebuilds it back back into itself and says, well, I got it slightly wrong, or people weren't that happy with these two combinations of flavors. So next time when I pull a recipe together, I'm not going to quite join those two flavors of okay. combinations together. So it actually, in a way, self learns and so it carries on going. Yeah, but but at the end of the day. Um, Somebody's going to prepare it. So we not, so there's a big – one of the questions that we've received here is that is there a fear of chefs actually losing their jobs? So I think the answer is no. Someone's got to do the work. Not at all. Um, this is augment, does this just merely augment everything that you, that you would do professionally? Absolutely. I think it's an add-on. I think it's – I don't think there'd be, ever be a challenge um, or a risk that chefs would lose their jobs. I think this could be a wonderful tool for chefs to help menu plan, to help create um, uh, recipes – um, and, and, and not only chefs take, you know, take people, your everyday household, yeah, somebody who's... I was wondering, you know, do you... Can, can we extend it out? Can some silly person like myself who can hardly boil an egg, you know, <laughs> look at a recipe and put it together? Because it's quite complicated. The recipes, Martin, were, the recipes <laughs> were very simple. Martin's pointing at me like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, go 
You can toast and you can make toast. Toast. <laughs> what you can't see on air in front of me is a couple of these recipes that I printed out before. And, you, and when you look at it, it not only gives you the recipe ingredients, but it gives you all the instructions on how to cook it. It actually gives you simmer in a pan for so long and so many minutes and all of that kind of stuff as well. So, mm. so I mean, this is available to the public, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, where, and can they find it on the IBM website? It is. Um, okay. What I probably do straight after is give you a posting for it. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll tweet out that link. The link. What would be quite cool if someone actually gives us a bash, someone who's not a chef yeah. with years of experience, and comes back and goes, oh, right, I burnt down my kitchen. But check, it tasted awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. used every pot and pan in my house. But okay, it was worth the effort. Um, like when you did your, when you said you did that one event, what was kind of like a weird yes. uh, combination that you put together? And you said, "Oh my God, this is I'm not putting my there name to this." Few, weren't there? Yeah, there were a I'm not yeah. coming out of that there kitchen. Were, yeah. I and I actually put the desserts aside, and I thought I can't. I'm not doing this, this, right? And that really was that really was for me. You know, understanding exactly what Watson was about. And I'm glad that I actually mentioned it at the lunch because right. I served something else. I served something slightly safer. Okay. Something more traditional a chef would have thought of. We had ice cream, damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ice cream and chocolate sauce. It right. was an ice cream and chocolate sauce. Right. So what did you actually say? So, so literally after main course, I said, right guys, this is the dish that I'm serving. And, and I did tell them a little bit of background about the Belgian bacon pudding, which I know Martin's got a, a recipe of. And I thought, but I just thought to myself, I, I don't, I'm not comfortable serving not this, this dish because of course I want people to enjoy the food sure. and i should have actually had a bit more faith and i think again that's part of the process as 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 a as a chef you know um and uh, luckily all the journalists were there actually made me bring out the dish and uh, and they all loved it or was it divine, it was divine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, we got oh, we got um guys we've got a question out of um that, that's come out of wechat from colin he says aren't you kind of outsourcing your cre- creativity as a chef if you're using a computer to come up with Good recipes. Um, but we're not I, sending you any recipes, dude. <laughs> I don't think any chef, um, uh, any chef that really, you know, would ever choose to outsource their creativity. I think this is a tool, um, to add to one's skill and to hone one's skill and to bring in a whole different thought process about cooking and about using ingredients. Mm. Um, I would never in my wildest dreams as a chef, write a menu for my restaurant right. using a computer alone. But okay. I would certainly use him to help me create combinations, to help me uh, perhaps give, give, give me a different thought process and a different aspect towards creating something. So, so think of it as the next wave of the cookery book. Your previous cookery book, you buy a book as a chef, you go and buy a couple of cookery books, you open them up and you read and maybe join a couple of recipes together. Mm. Now you're going online and you're saying, guys, here's my new recipes, here's my new cookery book. And not only that, but it's self-learning cookery book and it works online. And you can just pop in ingredients and you'll get stuff mixed like fish and chips together with curry and whatever and it see is. See what happens. Yeah. But see, I mean, I do that a lot when I experiment with stuff. Okay. But it's exactly what it is. It's a scientific experiment. Things blow up. Okay. Um, I think this is taking it from another level where it's saying, look, we know that these things do go together and we know these things more importantly do not go together. Don't mess, don't mess with those. And I suppose what it could possibly do is spark another train of thought because, oh, I've never thought of putting A together with B. Well, now that I've thought about it, maybe I can work around that. Is that the idea? I think I think so. And you know, the other thought I had is, um, of, of course, take t- if I wasn't a chef and I was thinking about a dinner party tonight, or, or perhaps I had some friends coming around, and 
suddenly I thought, oh my word, I haven't done the shopping, I haven't done anything. Right. Look in the fridge, look in the cupboard, and literally enter those ingredients in and see what Watson can come up with. Now, a chef can do that quite easily. Okay. However, not everybody is a chef. And I think to have that option That'll at be home, dangerous, Don't hey? tell, don't tell <laughs> yeah. the rest of the world that. <laughs> Everybody's a chef. Yeah. <laughs> a chef that other people enjoy their food of anyway. Uh, details. And kind of, <laughs> I told that, you, that, it's your online cookery book. Yeah. That food poisoning is perfectly acceptable. It's fine. <laughs> so, can Ma- I just wondered, Martin, have you, have any of the IBMers tried it and basically come back and said, awesome and no, uh, or called in sick okay. Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. I'll t- tell you what we did. Anyone? I'll tell you what we did do is we we had a sort of a staff get together fun day, and we actually took the took the, the teams and we get we gave recipes or at least we gave access to the tools and let let people put their own recipes in uh, part of the team. And immediately they came up and did a whole. We had a whole competition around this, and it was a whole team building exercise and fun is around building crazy Watson recipes. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, some of the guys. A bit crazy because you've got a parameter of how crazy you can be, and I think <laughs> some, of the, some of their flavors were a bit off. But, uh, but that was because they specifically asked for those crazy flavors. But so it was very good. So, I mean, you get you get out of it what you put into it. In other words, mm. if, you, if you kind of are, you know, you, call, you say these are the ingredients I'd like to use or these are the kind of flavors I want to go with. Correct. What can you come up with? It will come up with that. It'll come up with that. And if you just – you also have a parameter of how zany you want to be, and you can actually go okay. off, the, off the chart with zaniness um, because it's understanding – Fundamentally, how people react to the different chemical compounds behind it. So, it, I mean, we, you're looking at uh, mixing flowers in in some of the recipes, literally into your into your stews to get a specific flavour. Okay, so I mean, so it's beyond beyond just the recipe. I mean, yes. at, at, at another day, the intelligence behind that on the kind of the big supercomputer is analysing each flavour, each ingredient, the compound makeup of that, what fits together, and then what the reaction has been from the past. Yes, and exactly then therefore coming coming up with something Absolutely. weird, funky. Yeah. So, so it's quite amazing where it's going. Yeah. All right. So if you just want your toast, this is not going to give you a better toast. It's just going to be toast. It's going to be toast, but it might link your butter a bit better. Uh, <laughs> change the flavor of the butter. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, um, from, um, from, Tom, from your point of view, what kind of, what surprised you the most when you got involved with this project? What did you expect and then went, Oh my God, that was completely not what I was in for? Um, I, th- I, I definitely didn't expect, uh, it to challenge the norm so much. Um, I really thought yeah. that it would be, it was, it was a system that could help chefs, cooks, for anybody in the food industry to create recipes, um, and, and, and of course, accurate recipes. Um, <laughs> and that's a big thing, you know. I mean, I know a lot of chefs out there, let's, I won't mention Jamie Oliver, but he's the worst <laughs> at them, of them all about, uh, about, uh, writing recipes and how in, 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 inaccurate they all are. And um, and that really was a big one. So the fact that Watson's recipes are all 100% accurate was a big mm-hmm. thing. And, of course, the fact that, you know, there were so many uh, different ingredients that really, you know, I would never have in a million years dreamt of putting together. Okay. And have you come away with – have you used it since? I haven't, but then I have been on holiday for, oh, okay. for December, so. How? Oh, well, really? You know, really. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> uh, you didn't use it on holiday. You put it on your I, iPad I'm a chef. On holiday, I don't cook. <laughs> ah, I order in and then criticize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all do that. Uh, and then from an RBS point of view, what's kind of surprised you guys? I mean, once you put this out there saying, look, we think this is going to do A, B, and C, has it done what you thought it was going to do? Or has it, has, it, has it come back with weird and wonderful things? It's it's done it, what we thought it would do, yeah. but it's it's come back with a lot of incredible insights, and I think think perhaps the the uh, might be a 
appointed to talk about where this is going because it goes far broader than just the cooking experience if you think of that you know you you look at we have in in IT world analysts uh, like the um, Gartner group and 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 groups and and Gartner has positioned this as one of the biggest changing technologies in IT going forward the 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 cognitive era has a big change and and you know you look at look at companies uh, groups like um, Deloitte Deloitte have positioned this as a 50 billion dollar industry when you start looking at 2018 it's quite amazing where this is you know this whole thing going and that's just in the US um, and 2018 is around the corner. It's, it's just around now, yeah. the corner. And, and, and I think the biggest one was the IDC who said people, you, me, consumers, people on the street will not know that they're using Watson in the back end. But mm. 50% of us by 2018 again will be working and working interfacing with Watson. So whether it's as a chef or whether it's as a home cook cooking your food yeah. or whether it's actually you going into the industry, whether it's banking, uh, insurance, medical, doctors, all of this sort of stuff, you're going to start slowly interfacing more and more with this kind of mm. technology that self-learns. Well, if we think what we're doing today, when you, you need to know anything, your point of call is you reach to your pocket, you open up Google, and you ask Uncle Google, and he knows mm. everything. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's all big data. It's all analysis. It's understanding situations and trying to make it better and better for you. So, so here's the key difference, though. Those all sit there, and they give you the data that's around there. But some of those in, that information is, is, not, is not relevant to you. Mm-hmm. This will sit back and look at you in, as a context, as a person. Ah, this person tweets here. He's middle income there. He does this. He's from South Africa. Bringing all those together, it'll turn around and say, actually give you relevant information. Exactly and, what and, you want. And not only that, mm. but it'll say, let's analyze this big data, pull feeds from all over Twitter, wherever mm. it is. Bring it together and on top of that, I will give you, here's the answer you asked for, but let me look at a couple of alternatives that right. will make it more interesting mm. for you. Well, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? It's the same in the cooking. Have you thought of these other pieces that might add to your recipe? Okay. So, so the cool. conspiracy theorists out there don't need to be worried about anything. No. No. They do not need to be worried about it's anything. Technology is a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And charge. It's coming. <laughs> but, but I give you that, that recipe book story. I mean, here's the chef. We had a question online just a, a moment ago, and the chef said, or someone said on, uh, in the question, guys, is this replacing chefs? And the answer is not. This is not replacing mm. chefs. This is a cookery book. Mm. Okay. And, and then again, we're, we're talking about kind of cooking at the, at the moment, but you can extend it to a lot of other verticals, Don't other yes. industries. Oh, yes. Immense. Uh, um, and the idea is that um, having the information at your fingertips, but it's not just a looking up, asking a question and receiving an answer. Well, the way I see this is saying, look, tell me something I don't know. Yes. So I don't even know what question to ask. Therefore, give me an answer. I don't even know how to answer, how, how to get. And that's what changes, kind of changes the game completely. Yeah. Um, I wonder what's going to do for coffees. I mean, because that's kind of my pet. That's thing. your thing, isn't what it? What do you do with coffees? I mean, there's only so much you can do. Well, you can ask Watson. Well, uh, is is what number thirty-seven thousand a coffee recipe? Do you know what? I don't know, but I'll tell you what I will do there is I'll go. go back to the development team and tell you and come back to you. And I think at the Griffith we should be having a coffee tasting. I'm just putting it out there. Various options, what pairs well with coffee. Just putting it Let's out give there. You some work I'm just to do. waiting for my own personal access to Watson and then we'll talk. And then we'll discuss. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, thank you very much for coming in. That was very, very cool. Awesome. Um, thank you. Yeah, it's nice to think about technology in a different way. You know, we all know about our mobile phones mm. and even that's like at about 20% worth. Um, we all know we've got to keep them charged. Otherwise, SCOM is not going to give us any power. Um, but it's very nice to be able to have that access to kind of a different way of thinking. I suppose that's what 
Watson does um, creates you a different way of looking at things. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com. That was Sugar by Maroon 5. What? I think. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly your favorite. All oh, right. Okay. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm starving now after oh. all that. So, uh, um, yes. <laughs> so it? my, oh, sorry. My, um, thing was the, after all of that, <laughs> it seemed, maybe seems a bit, um, silly, but you saw the toaster that can toast your selfie on toast uh, every uh, morning. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. You got what? <laughs> yeah. I didn't get one. I wish I could. Okay. But, so what um, is it? The, it's a toaster and you can have your, um, selfie image Toasted on a piece of toast every morning. Duncan's having a giggle. You're both looking at me very strangely. Because, can I crawl under okay. the desk now? Hold on a second. Okay, so just be, this is not a Watson thing. Like, oh my god, well, I can see my face. Uh, <laughs> and I can, I can smear butter on it and Crunch. then have it for breakfast. <laughs> Holy, I mean, really? Okay, so is this a thing? I will admit. Oh, are you making this up? No, 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 no. I will admit that I had a look at it. Uh-huh. Um, not that I wanted to put my own picture up. Okay. <laughs> but um the sad fact though, you only can really get one or two pictures of yourself up. You can order more, but the thing is it's I thought you could take a photo of yourself. Oh my god, it looks so cute. I'm gonna put this on a piece of toast and have that this morning, but that's not do you know how it often I've woke, Do you know how often I've woken up and going, if I could only have this on toast? Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I mean I mean we're getting stranger and stranger. Stranger in this and stranger. But then I was chat then we, we saw the um you can actually have the weather report toasted on a piece of toast if you okay, uh, no, no, Duncan's wait. running. Hold on. <laughs> uh, hold on. For that I'm available. Okay. Okay. So basically so the toaster the the weather on your toast, yes. effectively what that is is in case your house doesn't have something called, uh, uh, what's it called? Windows. Window. Mm. Okay. And you don't know how to look not outside. Microsoft <laughs> okay, not Microsoft <laughs> Windows. But you don't want to look outside the window and see what the weather is. You pop your toast in, your bread in. Mm. Okay. Mm. You brush your teeth. You come back. The toast is pop. And it gives you a picture of what the weather is going to be like mm-hmm. for the day. Mm-hmm. So it's an umbrella. If it's going to rain, mm-hmm. if it's a sun, if it's going to be a hot day. Mm-hmm. I dig that. <laughs> I don't know. It's as geeky as you can possibly get. But that's cool. The thing is, though, is it going to tell you the weather of that specific time you're toasting, yeah, yeah, yeah. or are you going to? No, it's kind of your. your it's not, it's not going to be your seven day forecast. Like, please turn over toast for you day know three. What, you know what would <laughs> you be? Know? Uh, you know what would be cool though is if they could predict when ESCOM would be load shedding or something like that. Well, At they, two no, o'clock, they can. Will be load they can. Shedding. Uh, they can. Because what happens is your toast instantly, your bread instantly pops out the toaster. Yeah, dude, no toast, no, no toast. <laughs> it's just a piece of bread. You're poked. Okay, go to Wimpy. Um, but, uh, you know, the stuff that's getting connected to everything else and this whole internet of things totally. where your fridge is now automatically ordering from pick and pay to deliver because you're out of milk, uh, that's where it's going. Mm. I mean, make no mistake about mm. it. All those futuristic stuff we saw at, you know, Star Trek and all of those movies, mm. that's coming. Definitely. The thing is, though, I think a lot of people are very worried about information that's out there and, you know, security and what. Well, if you're careful, you will be fine. If you look after what you've got and look after the information you're putting out there, then fine. But if you're going to be a bit reckless about your passwords and, you know, I don't know, hanging your password and your username on fridge doors or things like that, you're going to be in trouble. Like there is going to be a problem. But I mean, the one thing I don't know if you saw last week, there was a big controversy about the Samsung TVs. That apparently oh. they are listening into our conversation in our bedrooms. Um, so I don't know what 
yeah. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not, um, not making a Fifty Shades of Grey reference at all. No. Okay. Um, but we're all out of duct tape. Just like. But the thing is, the thing they're is, just collecting that data uh, to give you a good product. Okay. So your conspiracy theorists out there are saying, "Oh my God, you know, I can't even talk to my kids in front of my TV in case Samsung's <laughs> listening." Does Samsung really give a continental? What do you say to your kids? If you go, go really. do your homework. Go you know, do your homework. How exciting can that? Okay, this person doesn't. Yeah, you know, okay. who cares? <laughs> go do his homework. In reality, if they really wanted to snoop in on what you're doing, okay, they would hide a microphone inside your Samsung toaster or your Samsung or your microwave. Phone. Oh, what's that? A phone that's got a speaker and an oh internet my access. Oh, yes. right. Who cares? But how cool would it be though if you're telling your kid go do your homework, go do your homework, and suddenly the TV pops up, go do your homework. No, no it's cool. what's well, even one step further. They go to their room because every kid these days has got the TV in their room. Oh, God, they switch yeah. on the TV and Samsung says you were told to do your homework, dude. <laughs> now nah, I'm available. <laughs> okay, in which case please listen into my conversation. Okay, or you go to your bedroom. You're going to discipline my children. Go. You for might as well do it. You might as well do, it, do, it, do, it, do it properly. But listen, there's other devices out there like the Xbox. It's mm. got a speaker. In it. Yes. So it's got a microphone in it. Um, you know, why is no one making a big deal about yeah. is Microsoft listening into our conversation? Because well, the they not. They couldn't give a continental Who's about it. Who's going to listen to all those conversations anyway? The whole thing is what they are doing is absorbing data and saying, listen, everybody uses the command saying volume up. Obviously, it's popular, but no one's using the command spank my children. Okay. <laughs> Therefore, maybe we should have that, you know, that, that command in there. Um, I, I, but it's this conspiracy nutters which are driving us insane. Oh, they are. Uh, but they're keeping us a good laugh, so that's, yeah. that's all fun. And maybe we're being naive. Maybe we're being stupid. Maybe they are listening in. But then it's not going to be through the TV only. No. It'll be through absolutely everything. And who cares? And You're going frankly, through a mundane thing. Who cares? Do you know, it's one, it's one of the, one of those, one of those things. Terrorists care. Uh, um, because <laughs> uh, your terrorists are going to buy a Samsung smart TV and discuss the next plot in front <laughs> of the TV. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Listen, I'd like to blow up. However, <laughs> You know, Isidingo is on at the moment, and I've got to watch this episode. Otherwise, I'm not going to know what's going on. Please, let's get over ourselves. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's just not going to happen. No. Realistically, the White House, I'm sure it doesn't have Samsung smart TVs or any smart TVs in the war room. They might have a they, jammer, though. They, they, might, oh, they might have their own network oh. or security oh. conscience. Do we think uh, Telcom gives them their network? Well, if they would, it would be great because there'll be no connectivity anyway. So nobody could listen for like weeks afterwards. Oh, six weeks ago, we could have had this information, but we were down, damn it. So I think all these devices are connected. All these appliances in your kitchen are going to be connected to everything else. I think this Watson thing is quite cool. Um, I think we're only starting to see the tip of that iceberg of what it could possibly do because we yeah. can't think in those millions of combinations, mm. but a, a supercomputer can. Mm. So, you know, maybe your next margarita pizza is not going to taste like it normally does. It's going to be like, wow, because they've put in, I don't know, Himalayan salt instead of your normal stuff. Something like oh, that. something, mm. uh, you know, like that. And I think it's quite cool to have those, 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 those kind of options. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that, I think that wraps up our show. What we will do is tweet out those links as well, just so if anyone wants to go try out those recipes. And if you do, please let us know. And don't uh, and don't forget to listen to the leadership platform with Adrian Grunewald after this, please, guys. That's quite a cool show. You've got to listen to it. And if you miss it or for whatever reason, obviously you can podcast and download all yeah, of those. Yeah. Um, same with every show on Cliff Central. You can get at any time, anywhere. Um, so whilst you're in front of your Samsung TV, play them these podcasts and let them learn something <laughs> as, uh, uh, as well. Uh, so Claire, thank you. Always fun to have you thank on you, the show. If someone wants to get a hold of you, Twitter handle again. Claire Petra, C-L-A-R-E-P-E-T-R-A. And it's Claire Petra from 
Brainstorm. Brainstorm. Yep. Um, you've got to get check out that publication Definitely. as well. Um, and then my name is Liron Segev. Get a hold of me on, on Twitter. It's at L-I-R-O-N underscore S-E-G-E-V. Or alternatively, check out the blog. It's thetechieguy.com. And that's another episode of Talking Tech with a Techie Guy. See you Yay. guys next week.